welcome back to Unclassical for the final part of the well, we'll give it a good old crack, guys. We'll see, we'll see how, how it goes. goes. Yeah. Um, yes, um, we are trying something new with the recording setup. It's intense. <laughs> oh, I'm Marsha. I'm Casey. <laughs> it's like we're in prison and we're like talking through like the little cubby windows. Oh, it's like FIFA Vendetta, but not really that much because she never saw her because. Um, Spoiler, it wasn't a her, it was the guy that kidnapped her. That is a massive spoiler, guys. I have seen that film quite a few times. It's one of those films that it just, it does not stay with me. Yeah. I, I like it. Could not tell you what it's about. <laughs> Bonfire Night and Revolution. Could, yeah. could not tell you what happens in it. Yeah. It's the same with um, Watchmen. Seen them multiple times. No idea what happens. I like Animal Farm. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, breaking! Like... No, no, not the, not Watchmen. Okay. No, I meant like I know what's happening in Animal Farm. Oh. I predicted it. I predicted. I'm an Animal Farm psychic. Yeah, like we said it's a very niche power. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. We should tell you what the recording setup is. Oh, yeah. So in my flat, I've got Calyx units. For people who don't know what Calyx units are, because you haven't had to move a million times because your life didn't fall apart. Fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're those IKEA like box shelves things. Um, so we got... like look. You can look all the way through to your sister where you're recording a podcast so it's like yeah we're just in our weird little cubby holes oh, <laughs> katie just touched my toe with us we're playing footsie <laughs> me and katie don't touch uh, you know when like you step in the sea barefoot and you feel something touch your foot and you get that like <laughs> friend the other day he was saying something about um uh one of his siblings uh saying something mean and i was like did you never just give them a noogie and he was like no and i was like okay he was being a dick i'm like give her a noogie don't ever touch me <laughs> you'd have to be a real dick <laughs> also how much of a dick do you well, where's the the noogie line because there's a line where it's it's still funny and like fuck you here's a noogie yeah and there's a line where like no you fucked up and it's not funny no noogie for you <laughs> You don't get a noogie. That's fine. <laughs> I, I, I'm okay with that. Oh, that sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> anyway, we digest. Guys, we've gone silly. So <laughs> said we digest. <laughs> and then like, I was like, as you said it, I was like, yeah, we're digesting our dinner. Um, <laughs> and I was like, wait, I didn't even realise it's a different word. We digress. digress. What was the word or thing you were saying earlier and the word was oh, verb? Yes. And you were like, that's not a word. And I was like, on the verb? <laughs> you were like, verge. And I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, yeah, totally. Yeah. Did anyone, else, did anyone else play Wordle? Yeah, the other day the word word was verb and we got it wrong. Because we were down to the last the last guess and we were like, well, it's either verde or verb. And what the fuck is a verb? <laughs> on the verb. Wait, no, that's verge. There's no G. <laughs> Right. <laughs> chapter nine. Chapter nine. Oh, chapter nine. In the Animal Farm Farmhouse. <laughs> yeah. Books and Split Hoof was a long time in healing. Aww. Let him retire. Let yeah. him retire. And they had started the rebuilding of the windmill the day after the victory celebrations were ended. Boxer refused to take even a day off work and made it a point of honour not to let it be seen that he was in pain. No! In the evenings, he would admit privately to Clover that the hoof troubled him a great deal. Clover treated the hoof with 
poultices of herbs. Oh, yeah, I know what that is. It's like wrapped herbs in a bit of fabric, in it? Sure. When you said, oh, I know what that is, I was like, well, good, at least one of us does. <laughs> I didn't know what a poultice was, or a poultice, but then I was like, of oh, herbs. Yeah, like a little muslin cloth. I can see it now, yeah. 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 You hear something, you hear a word. <laughs> I thought that wasn't worse. <laughs> yeah. uh, which she prepared by chewing them. Gross. <laughs> she... How did she then, like, tie, tie it, it up in the little... She has hooves. <laughs> the chicken helped. Them <laughs> chickens, man, they're useful. They are useful. That's why you should give them more respect and not yeah. just sell their eggs. Yeah. Um, and she and Benjamin urged Boxer to work less hard. A horse's lungs do not last forever, she said. But Boxer would not listen. He had, he said, only one real ambition left, to see the windmill well underway before he reached the age for retirement. Oh, but he's already past retirement age. Now this is fucked up. At the beginning, when the laws of Animal Farm were first formulated, the retiring age had been fixed for horses and pigs at 12, for cows at 14, for dogs at 9, for sheep at 7, and for hens and geese at 5. Liberal old age pensions had been agreed upon. As yet, no animal had actually retired on pension, but of late the subject had been discussed more and more. Now that the small field beyond the orchard had been set aside for barley, it was rumoured that a corner of the large pasture was to be fenced off and turned into a grazing ground for superannuated animals. For a horse, it was said the pension would be £5 of corn a day and in winter £15 of hay and a carrot or possibly an apple on public holiday holidays. 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 Boxer's, right. <laughs> Boxer's 12th birthday was due in the late summer of the following year. So he's, he's approaching 12 is retirement age for old box. Old Boxer. Old Boxer. Um, Katie just put the end glass on. I thought it was you farting. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Reading out the figures um, in a... Uh, so this is Squealer, of course. Um, and Fucking Squealer. Reading out the figures in a shrill, rapid voice, he proved to them in detail that they had more oats, more hay and more turnips than they had had in Jones's day, that they had worked shorter hours, that their drinking water was of better quality and that they lived longer, that a large proportion of their young ones survived infancy larger and that they had more straw in their stools and suffered less from fleas the animals believed every word of it truth to tell jones and all he stood for had almost faded out of their memories they knew that life nowadays was harsh and bare that they were often hungry and often cold and that they were usually working when they were not asleep but doubtless it had been worse in the old days they were glad to believe so besides in those days they had been slaves and now they were free and that made all the difference as squealer did not fail to point out Fucking squealer, man. So they're like, I don't know, I feel pretty hungry. Oh, you must be hungry, Auntie Jones. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. I mean, I I must not remember it because I was so hungry. Yeah. Oh, and now there are many more mouths to feed. In the autumn, the four sows had all littered about simultaneously. Littered about? That sounds disgusting. (laughs) Spreading it around. (laughs) Stand still, why don't you? (laughs) Producing producing 31 young pigs between them. That's a lot of pigs. (laughs) There's a lot of pigs. And pigs eat. Like greedy little piggies. Yeah, greedy little piggies. <laughs> uh, the young pigs were piebald. Excuse me. <laughs> which makes sense in context. Were piebald, and as Napoleon was the only boar on the farm, it was possible to guess at their parentage. So, um, no, what the fuck does piebald mean? <laughs> when you said it makes sense in context, I, it was I was waiting for it to make sense in context. I thought I remembered it was like markings of a pig and they were going to be like, and as Napoleon was the only like dappled pig, you could guess. But no, it's, he's the only boar, so you can guess. What the fuck's piebald? I have no idea. Reach my phone, please. It's on the bed, I think. <gasps> oh, I'm not wrong. 
Having irregular patches of two colours, typically black and white. And Napoleon is black and white. Is he? Did you say that at the beginning? Sure. <laughs> sure. Um, I always imagine him as a great big pink pig. Thank <laughs> you, great big pink piggy. Well, I presume Snowball is white. Yeah, Snowball should be white. Yeah, and then I think I've just seen like a cartoon where um, Napoleon was black and white, so yeah. Oh, fair. So yeah, uh, Napoleon being fucking about, and now he's got 31 little piggies to feed. Fucking out. Men. Uh, fucking men. Uh, for the time being, the young pigs were given their instruction by Napoleon himself in the farmhouse kitchen. So basically, there's this whole thing that Napoleon's a bit like, look, everyone that grew up around humans, you're fucked because you've been like polluted by the human wise. What we really need to like um, put our efforts into is the young and making sure they're brainwashed from day one. Yeah, it's very interesting. Very interesting, very interesting. So he's like, um, for that reason, none of you fucking talk to my 31 children, you fucking human pollutists. Aren't you raised by humans? I hope for better for my children. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the piglets took their exercise in the garden and were discouraged from playing with the other young animals. Aww. About this time too, it was laid down as a rule that when a pig and any other animal met on the path, the other animal must stand aside. And also that all pigs, of whatever degree, were to have the privilege of wearing green ribbons on their <gasps> tails on Sundays. Molly's ribbons. They're getting so fucking cheeky. They're such little cheeky piggies. Yeah. Um, they're still short of money. Um, well, maybe they weren't spending all on fucking ribbons. Yeah. Also, why green? I mean, it's a nice colour. Don't get me wrong. But... I think that's like their brand. <laughs> so on brand. We have to have an aesthetic. <laughs> they do. And a colour scheme. Yeah, we have to have a brand. <laughs> it's brand. Instead of tactics, comrades, tactics, branding. Brand, branding. <laughs> it's important. Well, pigs did like to, well, no, they didn't like to be branded, but that was a thing. Maybe maybe that's a bit of a sore topic. Yeah, exactly. Like, could you stop saying branded, please? <laughs> could we just go with colour scheme? Yeah. But uh, so uh, there are bricks, sand and lime for the schoolroom. Oh, yeah, because he's making a schoolroom to educate his piggy wiggies. Um, and it would also be necessary to begin saving up again for machinery for when the windmill is finally fucking finished. And, um, oh, and now they want to get lamp oil and candles for the house sugar for napoleon's own table again um, they told molly she couldn't have sugar lumps yeah bastards oh and he forbade this to the other pigs on the ground that it made them fat you're a fat pig why are you dead <laughs> why is he every dad you can't eat that you'll get fat you'll get fat that's why we have fat phobia also can we just take a moment you know how um there's like the feminist movement is sort of like oh women get blamed for everything mm. but then also within that and i'm not saying it's not true there is definitely truth to it and there should be more um awareness how people talk about their bodies in front of children mm. but there is so much blame on mums for like oh, it's my mum's fault i have an eating disorder mm. because my mum hated her body it's all her fault and sort of like i mean that's problematic itself like blaming her the mum for that because she's going through shit as well yeah, yeah. And she did she's on a pur- victim of the patriarchy she didn't do it on purpose yeah also where is the blame for dads being like, I'm going to get fat eating that? I know. Because that's what they do. That is what they do. Yeah. I'm yeah. thinking about my friends and my, all of them have said like, yeah, their dads are like super fat phobic. Yeah, like, it's the dads. Why don't you just eat healthy and go for runs more? You know what? You're getting quite an arse on you. <laughs> Thanks. Good. Great. Again, I think it's because in our society, you're only seen as having worth as a woman if um, like... Yeah, you're attractive. Yeah. Um, so they're like, well, fucking hell, I fucked up here having a girl. If she's not even hot, what the fuck have I done? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, mean, I don't think, you know, a lot of guys are thinking on, on that level per se. 
But there is like I just think it's interesting how how many like positive and, um like influencers talk about the damage mothers do to their daughters and it's very blamey. Mm-hmm. It's like I mean like, don't get me wrong, some mothers are toxic and are they like you say you should be eating that sweetie, would you not be better with an almond? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I haven't eaten in three weeks and I'm doing fine. I'm doing just fine. Like and that's obviously not cool. But there is a lot of blame on mums who are just also happen to have eating disorders. And I'm sure they're not intentionally trying to pin that on their children. Yeah. Like Think of the moms. Think of the mom. Oh, sorry, nearly knocked a cushion over. Um, I nearly knocked a cushion, guys. <laughs> oh my god, rations were reduced again in December. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. And then they were reduced again in February. It's Valentine's. <laughs> well, I was thinking, I was like, something happened in December that upset everyone. I was like, oh yeah, the Tories got voted back in. And I was like, that wasn't very Christmassy. <laughs> it wasn't very Christmassy. It ruined everyone's Christmas, and look what they did to the place. And now um, they're like. Guys, we can't afford oil for the lamps, so oh, no fuck. lamps in the stools. You seem to have a lot of lamps in your piggy house, and you seem to be uh, very comfortable. Um, I don't like your tone. <laughs> like, we're working I do not very hard. like it when you speak to me like that. It's disrespectful, yeah. and no animal should disrespect another animal. Exactly, especially a piggy, because we're better than you. We're better than you, okay? So Equality. Um, uh, and, oh, it was announced from now onwards that all barley would be reserved for pigs. Fuck the pigs. Um, and the field beyond the orchard had already been sown with um, bar- barley. barley. Uh, and but the- that's for the retired animals. I know. And uh, basically the conclusion is there's no money because of the greedy little piggies. <laughs> greedy little piggies are ruining everything. Um, Kill Napoleon. <laughs> I know, right? Just be done with him. Oh. I know Snowball was problematic, but I miss Snowball. No, I know, I miss Snowball. Snowball compared to Napoleon was fine. Yeah, um, at least he fought with them. Exactly. Um, I mean, he was a little piggy because, um, yeah, he kept stuff and ate it as well, it seemed. But yeah, it was better than fucking Napoleon. Yeah, it wasn't fucking... It wasn't a fucking terrorist, though, was he? <laughs> <laughs> um, now they, Napoleon has commanded that once a week there should be something held called a spontaneous demonstration, um. even though it's not spontaneous. Does he know what that word means? Probably not. Um, To celebrate the struggles and triumphs of Animal Farm. Boxer and Clover always carried a green banner between them marked with the hoof and the horn and the caption, Long live Comrade Napoleon. And they all have a nice little march around and recite some poems. And Squealer gives some speeches saying, oh, everything's great. And then the sheep, of course, go four legs good, two legs bad. Brilliant. 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 (laughs) And they're like, oh, how spontaneous. (laughs) Yes. It's good we had this whole plan in order to have this spontaneous event. Hey, in April, Animal Farm was proclaimed a republic and it has become necessary to elect a president. This is getting mildly human, guys. Yeah, like, no, this is not what Old Major wanted. Um, there was only one candidate. Can you guess who it was? Was it Boxer? <laughs> That's what's going to be my joke when you're like, Napoleon. I'm like... Uh, Katie, Boxer has fucking built this republic. <laughs> Why aren't you recognising Boxer's work? I uh, did. Yeah, Kate. <laughs> Actually, it's Molly because she's so pretty. <laughs> she's come back like, I know I haven't really been here for anything, but have you seen my red ass? It's so pretty. And now Napoleon likes her. It's only on pig. Oh, fuck off, Napoleon. Oh, fuck off, Napoleon. Um, Boxer, hit him with your hoof. Yeah. Um, I can't. It's sore. Oh, that's oh. not very nice. <laughs> 
Um, it, so, uh, obviously, they elect Napoleon. Um, and it now appeared that Snowball had, not as the animals previously imagined, merely attempted to lose the Battle of the Cowshed by means of a stratagem, but had been openly fighting on Jones's side. Yeah, what I said last time. Yeah. In fact, it was he who had actually been the leader of the human forces and had charged into battle with the words, Long live humanity! on his lips. The wounds on Snowball's back, which a few of the animals still remembered to have seen, had been inflicted by Napoleon's teeth. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was shot. Not a bit. Not a bit because he was a bad one, wasn't he? Yeah. In the middle of the summer, Moses the Raven, do you remember he was like brown nosing yeah. Jones, reappeared on the farm after an absence of several years. Yeah, oh yeah, years has gone by. He was quite unchanged, still did no work, and talked in the same strain as ever about Sugar Candy Mountain. He would perch on a stump, flap his black wings, and talk by the hour to anyone who would listen. Up there, com... How would he sound? Up there, comrades. <laughs> he would say sol solemnly, pointing to the sky with his large beak. Up there. Just on the other side of the dark cloud that you can see, there it lies, Sugar Candy Mountain. That happy country where we poor animals shall rest forever from our labours. He even claimed to have been there on one of his higher flights. So there you go. Hi, um, but obviously the pigs are like, it's all fucking lies. Stay on the farm and uh, you can be retired and have some beer. <laughs> but lol joke, it's actually only for us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lol joke, it's not beer, it's disappointment. <laughs> And more work. <laughs> and now, after Boxer's hoof has healed, he starts to work harder than ever. And indeed, all the animals work like slaves that year, it says. Um, Isn't it time for Boxer's retirement? His appearance is altered. No! His hide is less shiny than it used to be. His great haunches seem to have shrunken. The others said, Boxer will pick up when the spring grass comes on. But the spring came and Boxer grew no fatter. Well, of course not. He ain't got no fucking food. His 12th birthday was approaching. He did not care what happened so long as a good store of stone was accumulated before he went on pension. So he's like dragging all the stone down there. Uh... Late one evening in the summer, a sudden rumour <gasps> ran round the farm that something had happened to Boxer. <gasps> no! He, he had gone out alone to drag a load of stone down to the windmill. And sure enough, the rumour was true. A few minutes later, two pigeons came racing in with the news. Boxer has fallen. He is lying on his side and he can't get up. No. Box is real sick. <laughs> Sorry, the reason it makes me laugh is because uh, did anyone else watch Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost when El Vel Velma falls and she goes, I I've fallen and I can't get up. And it just that is the... <laughs> yeah, but that's what started my memory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can't get up. Box is real sick. Yeah. I mean, Clover and... Clover's uh, there, but I don't know what she can do. I don't know what she can do. She's there with her pountesses or whatever they were, pooluses of herbs. I want to put the book in the freezer. Yeah. 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 About half the animals on the farm rushed out to the knoll no. where the windmill stood. There lay Boxer between the shafts no. of the cart, his neck stretched <gasps> out, unable to even raise his head. His eyes were glazed, his sides matted with sweat. A thin stream of blood had trickled out of his mouth. <gasps> Clover dropped to her knees at his side. Boxer! She cried. How are you? <laughs> Boxer? You're all right. right. <laughs> are you all right? Are you all right there, Boxer? Are you all right? Are you all right? No, Boxer. Boxer. Are you all right? <laughs> you all right there? you all right? <laughs> Do you need a minute, Boxer? No. It is my lung, said Boxer in a oh. weak voice. 
It does not matter. I think you will be able to finish the windmill without me. There is a pretty good store of stone accumulated. I had only another month to go in any case. To tell you the truth, I had been looking forward to my retirement. Aww. And perhaps as Benjamin is growing old too, they will let him retire at the same time and be a companion to me. We must get help at once, said Clover. Run, somebody, and tell Squealer what has happened. All the other animals immediately raced back to the farmhouse to give Squealer the news. Only Clover remained and Benjamin, who lay down at Boxer's side Aww. and without speaking, kept the flies off him with his long tail. Aww. After about a quarter of an hour, Squealer... Fucking Squealer, hurry up! Boxer needs help! <laughs> Squ Bastard! Squealer appeared, full of sympathy and concern. He said that Comrade Napoleon had learned with the very deepest distress of this misfortune to one of the most... So why isn't he there? Why aren't you here, Napoleon? Yeah. Um, one of his most loyal workers on the farm and was already making arrangements to send Boxer to be treated in the hospital at Willingdon. The animals felt a little uneasy at this. Except for Molly and Snowball, no other animal had ever left the farm. And they did oh not... Oh, my God. And they did not... Sorry, <laughs> I know what they're going to and they did not like to think of their sick comrade in the hands of human beings. However, Squealer easily convinced them that the veterinaries... Veterinary. 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 Veterinarily. I struggle with that word, okay? I do too. And then you made um, veteran into the mix as well. Uh, I'm okay with veteran. Hang on. Veterinary. Oh, I said it. Well done. Veterinary surgeon in Willingdon could treat Boxer's case more satisfactorily than could be done on the farm. And about half an hour later, when Boxer had somewhat recovered, he with difficulty got to his feet and managed to limp back to his stool, where Clover and Benjamin had prepared a good bed of straw for him. Aww. For the next two days, Boxer remained in his stool. The pigs had sent out a large bottle of pink medicine, which they had found in the medicine chest in the bathroom, yeah. and Clover administered it to Boxer twice a day after meals. Pretty sure that's just Pepto-Bismol. What the fuck's that? You're weird. <laughs> it's like pink and it tastes minty and it's like if you've got a stomach upset. Oh. Like one year we all had gastric flu and um, you would have been alive. Um, it was over Christmas. Don't remember. Oh, well, we all had gastric flu. Nice. And um, mum or dad went to um, Boots. I think it was dad and um, he was like, my entire family is ill and the pharmacist just handed him Pepto-Bismol and he was like, hmm. And she was like, it's... This is what you need. This is what everyone's <laughs> needed this Christmas. And he's like, okay. So he came back with all these pink bottles and we were like, what the fuck's that? And uh, it, it does work. It's quite, it's quite good. They have it in um, American things quite a lot. I'm pretty sure yeah. there's like scenes of like Ross drinking it in Friends. Fair enough. Fair enough. Anyway, that's uh, my TED talk on Pepto-Bismol. Um, <laughs> Sounds abysmal. It does. Well, that's when you have it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. That... Gastro flu. Shitting and throwing up a lot. Okay. I was like, yeah, I'll just farting well that too like it's the kind of like it's down there it's it's very stomachy it's not so much fever and coughing and sneezing it's like some flu. Flu. it's a shitting and throwing up it's nice. violent <laughs> it's scary <laughs> it's dehydrating it is oh my god there's like fucking none of me left anyway um it's such a good diet it's so good in the evenings clover <laughs> clover lay in his stool and talked to him while Benjamin kept the flies off him. Boxer professed not to be sorry for what had happened. If he made a good recovery, he might expect to live another three years. And he looked forward to the peaceful days that he would spend in the corner of the big pasture, 
It would be the first time that he had had the leisure to study and improve his mind. He intended, he said, to devote the rest of his life to learning the remaining 22 letters of the alphabet. Oh, You couldn't get past B. Mm. A, B. So C's next. No, you said 22 letters of the alphabet, but I'm pretty sure it's 26. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so he didn't get past D. No, it's me that didn't get past B. <laughs> it's just that. Like, no, and you're like explaining like, no, no. It's very warm. <laughs> so he can get past B, A and B. Z. <laughs> yes. And then <laughs> February, baby. A, B, February. Tuesday. I don't know. Square root of... I don't understand these rules. I don't understand. Anyway, however, Benjamin and Clover could only be with Boxer after working hours. Cunts. And it was the middle of Not the day then. when the van came to take him <gasps> away. The animals were all at work weeding turnips under the supervision of a pig. When they pig. were the pig, when they were astonished to see Benjamin come galloping from the direction no! of the farm buildings, braying at the top of his voice, it was the first time they had ever seen Benjamin excited. Indeed, it was the first time that anyone had ever seen him gallop. <laughs> quick, quick! He shouted, "Come at once! They're taking Boxer away!" Without waiting for orders from the pig, the animals broke off work and raced back to the farm buildings. Sure enough, there in the yard was a large closed van drawn by two horses with lettering on its side and a sly-looking man in a low-crowned bowler hat sitting on the driver's seat. And Boxer's stool was empty. <gasps> the animals crowded round the van. Goodbye, Boxer, they chorus. Goodbye. Fools, fools, shouted Benjamin, prancing around them and stamping the earth with his small hoofs. Fools, do you not see what is written on the side of the van? That gave the animals pause. And there was a hush. Muriel began to spell out the words, but Benjamin pushed her aside in the midst of a deadly silence. He read, Alfred Simmons, horse slaughterer and glue boiler, Willingdon, dealer in hides and bone meal, kennel supplied. Do you not understand what that means? They are taking Boxer to the knackers. Napoleon, you cunt. A cry of horror burst from all the animals. At this moment, the man on the box whipped up the horses and the van moved out of the yard. Benjamin, go! At a smart trot. All the animals followed, crying out at the top of their voices. Clover forced her way to the front. Uh, the van began to gather speed. No! Clover tried to stir her stout limbs to a gallop and achieved a canter. Boxer! She cried. Boxer, boxer! And just at that moment, as though he had heard the uproar outside, Boxer's face with the white stripe down his nose appeared at the small window at the back of the van. Boxer! Cried Clover in a terrible voice. Boxer! Get out! Get out quickly! They're taking you to your death! All the animals took up the cry of, Get out, Boxer! Get out! But the van was already gathering speed and drawing away from them. It was uncertain whether Boxer had understood what Clover had said. But a moment later, his face disappeared from the window and there was the sound of a tremendous drumming of hooves inside the van. Come on, Boxer! He was trying to kick his way out. The time had been when a few kicks from Boxer's hooves would have smashed the van to matchwood. But alas, his strength had left him. And in a few moments, the sound of drumming hooves grew fainter and died away. In desperation, the animals began appealing to the two horses which drew the van to stop. Comrades, comrades, they shouted, don't take your own brother to his death. 
but the stupid brutes, too ignorant to realise what was happening, merely set back their ears and quickened their pace. Boxer's face did not reappear at the window. Too late, someone thought of racing ahead and shutting the five-bar gate. But in another moment, the van was through it and rapidly disappearing down the road. Boxer was never seen again. Three days later, it was announced that he had died in the hospital in Willingdon, in spite of receiving every attention a horse could have. Squealer came to announce the news to the others. He had, he said, been present during Boxer's last hours. It was the most affecting sight I have ever seen, said Squealer, lifting his trotter and wiping away a tear. I was at his bedside at the very last, and at the end, almost too weak to speak, he whimpered in my ear that his sole sorrow was to have passed on before the windmill was finished. Forward, comrades, he whispered. Forward in the name of the rebellion. How fucking dare you. Long live Animal Farm. Long live Comrade Napoleon. Napoleon is always right. Those How were his very last words, comrades. His last words of fuck Napoleon, the traitorous bastard. Traitor? He was their most loyal worker. He stuck by Napoleon. He worked his bloody bones off. <laughs> he did. He worked himself into an he, early grave. He tried to escape. And he tried. He tried, but he was too weak after working for Napoleon. He really tried. <gasps> kick, 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 kick. I'm too weak. And then just not looking back. Just like, yeah, just, just hung his head. I'm like, I'm just so tired. No! Hmm. And we're going to stop there, guys, because now we all have to brush. <laughs> to be happy again <laughs> i want molly and napoleon not fuck napoleon yeah and boxer to be happy <laughs> but molly is happy yeah clover oh. and clover. benjamin benjamin might have retired with him as his companion <sighs> squealer's demeanor suddenly changed he fell silent for a moment his little eyes darted suspiciously um, and he basically goes i'm aware there's a rumor that we sent boxer to be slaughtered Oh my God, I can't believe you all think that. Do you not know us at all? Yes, the van said horse slaughter on it, but it had just been bought from the horse slaughterer by the vet. We wouldn't say, and we, I, I, to be honest, I'm a bit offended that you'd think we do that, comrades. Then why'd you do it? No, he's just not painted over it yet. The animals were enormously relieved to hear this. I bet Benjamin wasn't. Benjamin Clover, they're like, lying cunts. Liars. Oh, look, I like dogs, but they got to get rid of the dogs. They, they got to get take out the nine dogs. Oh, I was playing then... The Last of Us on Tuesday, and um, the dogs can like sniff you and mm. then like fuck you up. And I was like, said to David, I was like, do I have to kill the dog? And he was like, you don't have to do anything. You can choose to kill the dog. And right. um, I, I did kill the dog, and he was like, you're a dog killer. And I was like, <laughs> me and James played this game. Um, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, yeah, Inside. And it's really fun, Inside. It's like mm. kind of problem solving. Um, but you can only move forward. But there's like, then you have to do things in it. So it's not as like move about yeah, yeah. as other games. But there's a part of it where you have to jump over this little thing. And it triggers like a dog to hear you. And you have to try and get through this next part. Uh, oh my God, the stress. Because you can see the dog coming. And it's like barking. And if it gets you, it rips you up. Yeah. And every time I'm just there like fumbling. Like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my That's God. Fling the controller at that. Literally, I can't. I couldn't do it. Like, I get like, me out of it. That was one of the games I was like, I'm going to do everything. And it was that moment. I was like, I can't do it. No, it's just stressful. 
There was another moment with like a banshee. I was like, can't do it. Can't do it. It stresses me out too much. Um, so Napoleon himself appeared at the meeting on the following Sunday morning and pronounced a short oration in Boxer's honour. Fuck you. And said it's not been possible to bring his body back. Because um, but... you've sold it for glue, you selfish prick. But he had ordered a large wreath to be made from the laurels in the farmhouse garden and sent down to be placed on Boxer's grave. Again, you've not even paid for the wreath. You've just got someone to make it. Yeah. Um, and they're going to have a memorial banquet in Boxer's honour and um, basically remember Boxer's favourite things. I will work harder and, well, I'm always right. <laughs> That's right. Um, His favourite things, hard work and, well, me. Yeah. And he's like, you'd all do well to adopt um, those thought processes as you love them so much. On the day appointed for the banquet, a grocer's van drove up from Willingdon and delivered a large wooden crate at the farmhouse. That night, there was the sound of up, uproarious, that's fun, yeah. uproarious singing, which was followed by what sounded like a violent quarrel and ended at about 11 o'clock with a tremendous crash of glass. No one stirred in the farmhouse before noon the following day, and the word went round that from somewhere or other, the pigs had acquired the money to buy themselves another case of whiskey. Bastards. Bastards. Piggy little bastards. I'm so angry! Now can you see why I'm so fucking angry? I feel like I've gone past anger now and I'm I'm just hurt. I'm just hurt. No, I'm sorry, but that's really upset. <laughs> Years passed. No, what the fuck? The seasons came and went. The short animal lives fled by. A time came when there was no one who remembered the old days before the rebellion, except Clover, Benjamin, Moses the Raven, and a number of the pigs. Muriel was dead. Bluebell, Jessie, and Pincher were dead. Jones, too, was dead. He had died in an inebriate's home in another part of the country. Snowball was forgotten. Boxer was forgotten. Oh! Except by a few who had known him. Clover was an old stout mare now, stiff in the joints and with a tendency to roomy eyes. Mm. Uh, she was two years past the retiring age, but in fact, no animal had actually ever retired. Oh, this is what it's going to be like for us when we go. Oh, yeah, fully. Yeah. Roll on, Clover. Mm -hmm. The talk of setting aside a corner of the pasture for superannuated animals had long since been dropped. Napoleon was now a mature boar of 24 stone. Squealer was... Jesus! <laughs> Jesus, fuck! Fuck! C Christ! <laughs> Christ, Napoleon! Christ! <laughs> I don't mean to fat shame, but... What did you eat, the house? <laughs> Boxer? Oh, my God! Can you imagine seeing a 24 stone pig just like... I mean, they're very... Christ! Solid! <laughs> that is a beast! I want to look what that looks like. I look up what that looks Me like. Me too. I want to see it. Should we go to a farm, <laughs> a country farm thing? There's a word for that farm show. Oh, sounds very tall. County heavy. fair? Yeah. What the fuck is there a county fair? Me and dad went to one once. Why he... are you such a Tory? Because he had a stall there for his, his business. Why? I think it was like an offer. I think he got it for free. That's so random. And there were like, big pigs i think there was a big cow i mean I would a lot like of dogs i mean i would like to see animals but aren't they being sold for slaughter well, no they're, 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 they're showing ones. like like you'd show a really big marrow there might be marrows there <laughs> look i am liberal but sometimes tory days out do just sound fun 
I fucking love a farmer's market. We have some friends, and whenever they come around, they're like, are we going to have Tory lunch? And it's basically like bread and bits. And I'm like, yes, we can have Tory lunch. <laughs> we can have Tory lunch. We can have Tory lunch. Nice wine. Tried my sexy olives. Mm. Oh, God, sexy olives. Anyway, um, Squealer was so fat that he could, with difficulty... No. <laughs> Squealer was now so fat that he could, with difficulty, see out of his eyes. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Only old Benjamin was much the same as ever, which is what he always said, yeah. except for being a little greyer about the muzzle. Like Chalky! Yeah! And since Boxer's death, more morose and no. taciturn than ever. Aww. His friend's gone. Well, it's not going to get better, is it? They took my friend away. Mm. They killed my best friend. And the fact that... Benjamin was like, do you not see what's happening? Do you not see what they're doing? Goodbye, boxer. No! And then it was just like, this is why I never loved. Because it gets taken away. It does get taken away. <laughs> and boxer tried to escape. Boxer tried. The that was the bit that got me. Boxer trying to escape. He knew and he tried. He tried and he couldn't. I'm going to kill Napoleon. I'm going <laughs> to strangle him myself. The farm was now more... Pro <laughs> I just remembered something that's coming and it made me laugh. Um, Is Napoleon dying? No. Uh, the farm was more prosperous now and better organised than it had ever been. It had been enlarged by two fields which had been bought from Mr Pilkington. The windmill had been successfully completed at last and the farm possessed a threshing machine and a hay elevator of its own and various new buildings had been added to it. Wimper had bought himself a dog cart. The windmill, however had not, after all, been used for ge generating electrical power. It was used for milling corn and bought in a handsome money profit. Mm, and I bet they don't have, like, their three-day week. Yeah, Snowball had once taught the animals to dream. The stools with electric light and hot and cold water and the three-day week were no longer talked about. Napoleon had denounced such ideas as contrary to the spirit of animalism. The truest happiness, he said, lay in working hard and living frugally. No, you're not, though. Isn't that just, like... Oh, um... And isn't that just capitalism, though? Work hard for little so that we may be rich. Fuck you. And also, if there's anything like, well, why don't the pigs fucking do anything? Um, we have to do really hard, intelligent things and deal with mysterious things like files, reports, minutes and memoranda. The pigs are fucking middle management. They are middle management. They're middle, ma middle management. Um, so there's like, yeah, we're doing office shit. Oh, and then everyone's just like, well, we can't remember what Jones is. It was like in Jones's time, so piss. Um, only old Benjamin professed to remember every detail of his long life and to know the things had never been or never could be much better or worse. Hunger, hardship and disappointment being, so he said, the unalterable law of life. Except when Boxer was here, then there was happiness. Yeah. And now there's still the only farm in the whole country, in all England, to be owned and operated by animals. And they're like, so that's something to be proud of. And they're like, meh. <laughs> <laughs> and um, what cost, though? <laughs> yeah, what cost? I can't believe Boxer tried to escape and couldn't. That oh. hurt. That physically hurt me. Mm. Boxer. <laughs> oh, so Squealer has taken away the... You know the sheep are always like, two legs, bad, four legs, good. Yeah. Um, Squealer's like taking the sheep away and he's like, I'm teaching them a new song. I'm like, okay. Um... And then they're all kind of like doing their thing. And then there's a terrified neighing of a horse sound from the yard. It was Clover's voice. She neighed again and all the animals broke into a gallop and rushed into the yard. They saw what Clover had seen. Now this is the bit that I keep thinking of and keeps making me laugh. 
It was a pig walking on his hind legs. (laughs) (laughs) Honey, no. Get back down, you silly little piggy. You look ridiculous. (laughs) It's like pickling plant. (laughs) Yes, it was Squealer. A little awkwardly. (laughs) I'm sorry. Can we just backtrack? This pig is so fat he cannot open his eyes. And yet he has somehow got on his hind legs. Yes! How? I don't know. With a lot of practice. Well, uh, well Katie, a little awkwardly. <laughs> it can be a lot awkwardly. <laughs> as though so not quite used to supporting his considerable bulk in that position, but with perfect balance. He was strolling across the yard. And a moment later, out from the door of the farmhouse, came a long file of pigs. All walking on their hind legs. So this is what you've been doing in your fucking minutes meetings. And... Up! <laughs> hold it, boys! Hold it! Oh, relax. <laughs> we'll get there, boys. <laughs> Just imagine when we all trot out. It'll be such a moment. Honestly, they're all going to love it. <laughs> it's going to look fabulous. So some of them are obviously, like, better than others. Sorry, they're just like, and one, and two, and one, and two, and breathe. <laughs> and breathe. And then finally, there's a tremendous baying of dogs and a shrill crowing from the black cockerel. And out comes Napoleon himself, majestically upright, casting haughty glances from side to side. (laughs) Um, His dogs gambling around him. He carried a whip in his trotter. Fuck off, Napoleon. I'm just so fucking done with Napoleon. Oh, he is a fancy boy. And then the sheep do their new song. Four legs good, two legs better. Four legs good, two legs better. No. 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 Okay, we need to go back to, like, fucking point A. Because what the fuck is this? What did old major teach us? Yeah, nothing. Oh, my God, and that went on for five minutes without stopping. Jesus Christ. No, I... All the animals, like, we get it. Yeah, I was horrified. Now I'm just bored. (laughs) I was horrified. I got boring. Yeah, that was horrifying and boring. That was horrifyingly boring. That was horrifying and boring. Sorry, I just thought as well, squealing like, I'm on my hind legs. Kind of like, ah! Ah! I also like to imagine the singing goes on for five minutes and the pig's just all sweating like, we never practiced staying up this long. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> like, hold it, hold it. We'll like, right, mugs and we go down oh now. God. <laughs> Two legs better. I'm back into the house. <laughs> retreat, boys, retreat. Retreat as fast and as dignantly as you can. So. <laughs> dignantly. 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 <laughs> Oh, so they've all kind of got and looked at the um, Seven Commandments and they're all like tatted and um, like coming off the wall. And Clover says, my sight is failing. Um, even when I was young, I could not have read what was written there. But it appears to me that that wall looks different. Are there Seven Commandments the same as they used to be, Benjamin? For once Benjamin consented to break his rule and he read out to her what was written on the wall. There was nothing there now except a single commandment. It ran... All animals are equal, but some animals are more equal than others. Fuck you guys. I'm moving. <laughs> like, I, I'm going to go call Molly. This is not nice. Um, so 
after that, it didn't seem strange that the pigs who were supervising the work in the farm all had whips. Mm. and they bought themselves a wireless set like they didn't have tv there so essentially got themselves like you know a flat screen um and they're arranging to install a telephone to talk to who (laughs) (laughs) who wants to talk to you cheeky little piggy and they've taken out subscription to john bull titbits and the daily mirror sorry the fuck's titbits (laughs) is that i don't know they don't want human porn do they two legs better Ew. Maybe. I don't know if that's what tidbits are, but that's what I'm assuming it is. Um, and it did not seem strange oh, when Napoleon... a magazine called Titbits. It's too funny. <gasps> and they see Napoleon strolling in the farmhouse garden with a pipe in his mouth. And no, not even when pigs took Mr. Jones's clothes out of the wardrobes <gasps> and put them on. Napoleon, Napoleon himself appearing in a black coat, rat catcher breeches and leather leggings... Fancy. Um, while his whoa, favorite... whoa, it's getting inside what Mr. Jones like to do in his spare time. <laughs> while his favourite sow appeared in the watered silk dress which Mrs. Jones had used to wear on Sundays. Nice. Fancy. Fancy. <laughs> um, so all the animals have been weeding the turnip field and they're working diligently, hardly raising their faces from the ground and not knowing whether to be more frightened of the pigs or the human visitors. Because, um, yeah, they've basically invited uh, the local farmers around to have a nice evening in the house creepy yeah and um, that evening there was loud laughter and bursts of singing coming from the farmhouse and suddenly at the sound of mingled voices the animals were stricken with curiosity what could be happening in there now that for the first time animals and human beings were meeting on terms of equality with one accord they began to creep as quietly as possible into the farmhouse garden so yeah they're kind of like lol yeah you're the only animals that own a farm that's brilliant great we want to like learn from you and whilst they're having like a tour of the farm the humans before this point are like oh my god like you do not care for animal welfare at all and yet all the animals are doing it we want to run all our farms this way (gasps) because you make it so profitable and lol they're just fucking doing it how much are you feeding them oh my god you're saving so much dollar and making so much money fuck this shit we want to learn from you oh my god we, we respect you greedy little piggy wiggies no and, and the piggies are like we're very good at what we do very good at being cunts yeah they're happy so they're all um all the pigs and the humans are drinking and playing cards they're about to like uh, do a toast and uh, the jug's like circulating and the mugs are being refilled with beer and no one notices the wandering faces of the animals that gazed in at the window Mr. Pilkington of Foxwood had stood up, his mug in his hand. In a moment, he said he would ask the present company to drink a toast. But before doing so, there were a few words he felt it incumbent upon him to say. Hmm, That was an odd sentence. Um, Good luck saying that when you're drunk. (laughs) And he's like, it's so nice that now we can trust each other and be mates, essentially, that, you know, we're not, like, worrying about the other ones attacking each other and we can just, like, you know, get on and make everything brilliant great. And, you know, we can all abuse animals together. Brilliant. <laughs> and he's like, uh, it's nice also that you've got lower class animals to contend with, he said. We have our lower classes as well. <sighs> this is frustrating. And um, everyone's like laughing and like, uh. lol, we do. And um, Sir Bilkington once again congratulates the pigs on the low rations, the long working hours and the general absence of pampering which he had observed on Animal Farm. Uh, gentlemen, concluded Mr. Pilkington, gentlemen, I give you a toast. To the prosperity of Animal Farm. And they're all cheering and stamping their feet and being like, brilliant, great. Then, oh, Napoleon starts announcing even more changes. He announces that animals on the farm had had a rather foolish custom of addressing one another as comrade. This was to be suppressed. 
there had also been a very strange custom whose origin was unknown of marching every Sunday morning past a boar's skull, which was nailed to a post in the garden. Remember old Major's skull? Yeah. yeah. Uh, this too would be suppressed, and the skull had already been buried. <gasps> I mean, it was buried originally. It was a bit weird you dug it up. <laughs> yeah, you can have the buried. That's yeah. Kind of fair, but it's kind of rude to ask anyone. Yeah. His visitors might have observed too the green flag which flew from the masthead. If so, they would perhaps have noticed that the white hoof and horn with which it had previously been marked had now been removed. It would be a plain green flag from now onwards. Mm. He had only one criticism, he said, to make of Mr. Pilkinson's excellent and neighbourly speech. Mr. Pilkinson had referred throughout to Animal Farm. He could not, of course, know, for he, Napoleon, was only now for the first time announcing it, that the name Animal Farm had been abolished. Henceforward, the farm was to be known as the Manor Farm, which he believed was its correct and original name. Oh, just fuck off, Napoleon. That's just unnecessary. Well, it's just all unnecessary. Just rude. Yeah. It's just being rude for the sake of being rude. And yeah. Like, abolish, and also, like, so I suppose, you know, removing their roots and everything, yeah. just making them, well, yeah. Removing their culture. Yeah. yeah. Gentlemen, concluded Napoleon, I will give you the same toast as before, but in a different form. Fill your glasses to the brim. Sorry. But I will give it to you in a different form. Oink, 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 <laughs> oink, oink. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, typical men, like, I will repeat what he said, but then the credit will go to me. <laughs> I shall say it, but louder. Yes. For it's my idea. Yes, yeah, yes. Well. That's how we work. Business, business, business. <laughs> piggly, piggly. Piggly, piggly business. <laughs> Gentlemen, here is my toast. To the prosperity of the Manor Farm. <laughs> <laughs> there was the same hearty cheering as before and the mugs were empty to the dregs but as the animals outside gazed at the scene it seemed to them that there was some strange thing happening what was it that had altered in the faces of the pigs clover's old dim eyes flitted from one face to another some of them had five chins some had four some had three but what was it that seemed to be melting and changing then the applause having once come to an end, the company took up their cards and continued the game that had been interrupted and the animals crept silently away. They had not gone 20 yards when they stopped short. An uproar of voices was coming from the farmhouse. They rushed back and looked through the window again. Yes, a violent quarrel was in progress. There were shoutings, banging. Why am, I, why am I like this? We love each other. I hate you. Yeah. There were shoutings, bangings on the table, sharp, suspicious glances. <laughs> Furious denials. The source of the trouble appeared to be that Napoleon and Mr. Pilkington had each played an ace of spades simultaneously. Ah, so someone's so playing someone's cheeky. cheating. Twelve voices were shouting in anger and they were all alike. No question now what had happened to the faces of the pigs. The creatures outside looked from pig to man and man to pig and from pig to man again. But already it was impossible to say which was which. Dun, dun, dun. The end. Is that the end? That's the no, end. No, that's not the end. That's the end. No, the end is that they overthrew and killed Napoleon. Tell me that's the end. Guys, what actually happens in the Russian Revolution? I mean, um, Stalin's yeah. not alive. <laughs> Wasn't Stalin executed? I literally studied this and I don't remember. <laughs> I know, that's why I said, like, because I didn't want to do too many spoilers. But I was like, you actually studied this, so I didn't, so you might know more. <laughs> but lol. I don't remember. Um, well, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Stalin's not alive anymore. I might be wrong. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, Russia's not doing great. I mean, yeah, well, now it's, it's new history, isn't it? <laughs> yeah.
And they've got their own Napoleon to deal with. They've got their own fresh new Napoleon. Mm. Although, did you guys hear about them crashing into the moon? That was funny. <laughs> you tell them, you tell them, Katie. So, I think it was India was doing like a nice, you know, sensible, good journey to the moon. And Russia got wind of it and was like, to the moon, you say? We must win! <laughs> and sent off a rocket. And also, um, guys, haven't they already been to the moon? But anyway, carry on. Yeah, I think so. But they just wanted to beat India at it. So they go flying past India. India's there like... You're right. Hmm. And crash into the moon and wreck everything, waste millions of pounds. I swear, millions. isn't this a storyline in um, the Minion thing? What's that called? Despicable Me. Despicable Me, yeah. Why is Putin is Gru? Is that what he's called? Yeah. <laughs> but you said Putin. You know what my brain wanted to say? Mm. Plankton. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a villain. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, India landed safely and correctly, like, two days later. Like, that was weird. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> that was weird and embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, you could have just done it like this when you were ready. You didn't have to rush. You didn't have to rush and, you know, crash into the moon yeah. and literally make a crazy freak. <laughs> like, it's not a race. Not a close one. <laughs> close one. Idiot. <laughs> Russia, you are a bit, a bit embarrassing now. Yeah, grow up. <laughs> Just grow up. Grow Jesus. Up. Jesus. So it's karma it's for what he did to Boxer. Boxer deserved better. He did. He tried. He fucking tried. He tried! That's, that's going to stay with me. That's going to be my 4am anxiety tonight. Like, Boxer. Oh, no. Yeah, when everyone I told that we were doing Animal Farm, I was like, Katie doesn't know it at all. Boxer's going to break her. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> I mean, I would probably, that was a point I was like, why don't I stop recording? You know, like, mm. that, that picture is sort of like, um, it's like that toddler, the, the meme of a toddler, is just like there leaning on the side, just like, <laughs> contemplating things. I feel like I need to have a good lean and consider. Yeah. I feel like I need to look up the Russian Revolution and just re-establish what I know. Oh, do you know what? We what? should look up the Russian Revolution. And at, giant pigs. And giant pigs, yeah. No, we should look them both up and do a Patreon special. That sounds good. Yeah, like a little bit debrief, guys, of yeah. everything. Um, once we've actually, like, you know, looked up some facts and shit. I feel like people listening to us are just screaming like, eh, this happened, and this is honestly <laughs> about what? And I'm just like, can't believe they killed Boxer. I think Squealer's like propaganda, God. <laughs> In my head, even though he's not, Squealer's Goebbels, but that's for, no, that's for Nazi Germany, Goebbels. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. But he's still the propaganda guy. Yeah, same diff. Same diff. Yeah. This is shit. Same diff, different um different person name. Dictatorship. Yeah. <laughs> I was like different dick. <laughs> different dick. I was just gonna do the trotter thing, like different you know, you've got the Heil, you've got the trotter. But why did they establish walking on two legs? I mean I'm sure it means something and I've forgotten what the meaning is. And we'll look it up and be like, uh, Well yeah, so oh, they would have history and they would have just been, yeah, adopting the ways of the original like bourgeoisie or whatever that they overthrew mm. um because and again it's that class thing isn't it yeah. like that whole thing well the upper classes are just better aren't they and um then you've got the kind of thing with like um i think more in our country but like you know the working class and there's that kind of thing of like having like a council house with a massive like chandelier in it yeah and um you wanting to be but not being aware that there's a reason that people have to you know, there are, there isn't enough wealth to go around, essentially, because there's assholes like that, like, exploiting the system. Yeah. Um, and so you're like, why would you want to be like them? They're assholes. And you're like, but they're just, like, I just want a Tory lunch. I want a Tory lunch. <laughs> At the end of the day, I want a Tory Christmas. A 
Tory Christmas is nice. A Tory Christmas is nice. Oh my God, I don't think David answered my question. Guys, right, I'm going for a roast on Sunday, a bit up north, well, Manchester. And um, I, on the menu, it said the roast was served with roast potatoes, vegetables and gravy and Yorkshire and whatever. Um, so roast potatoes and mashed potatoes. And I was like, is this a northern thing? And David was like, yeah. And I was like, is that what you have at Christmas? And he didn't answer that question. Oh, you've got to know what he has for Christmas. It's a good, it's a good topic of conversation. I, I mean, always... I respect it, but I don't actually know if I could eat mashed potato. And... No. I always still find it a bit... I mean, don't get me wrong, I like it. But I always find the um, the cauliflower cheese is a bit of a... Oh, he has asked. What? Answered. I don't think we would. We would normally just have roast potatoes, I think, although I could be wrong. Why do you not know? Why do you not know? David, why don't you know? I can tell you everything that's on our Christmas dinner. I could tell you it in exquisite detail. <laughs> exquisite I think, detail. I think about it night and day. <laughs> the peas. They're just boiled peas and boiled carrots. I'm but still, they fucking work. I'm still angry, right? So when I was at uni, and we were oh, talking about right, what yeah. we to have for like our Christmas dinner and stuff, yeah. and one of the guys I lived with who was like sour milk of a people of a, mm. as a person, who was fucking annoying... And he was like, can we have boiled carrots? We always have boiled carrots and boiled carrots are the best carrot. Boiled carrots are the shittest, worst carrot. And me and my friend were going to like honey roast like, mm. them in honey and everything. It was going to be yeah. delicious. And he was like, no, no, I want boiled carrots. So we had to have shit, soggy, boiled carrots because he's a wet, soggy carrot of a human. <laughs> I mean, yeah, roasted in honey is better. Yeah. But I don't know, just at mum and dad's because they just steam the carrots steamed with Steamed is different though. Oh, okay, right, yeah. Steamed is different. Yeah. You know the difference between steamed broccoli? Steamed broccoli is delicious. Yeah. Boiled broccoli is shit and soggy. You've got to blanch it if you're boiling it. No, this is like, uh, this is what I mean. Yeah, if you're blanching it, fine. Yeah. Just like, just boiled. Oh, no. It's just like, you know, like school dinner slot. Have you ever boiled frozen broccoli? No. It's like proper mushy. And Ross's parents would get fresh broccoli. And for years, I thought they only boiled um, frozen broccoli because it was so mushy. And then Ross was like, no, they cook fresh vegetables. And I was like, wow, they, they really done a number on that broccoli. So, if you want to hear about other overcooked vegetables, then <laughs> <laughs> join us again next week. Celery. <laughs> it's nice in a spag bowl and a soup. Oh, it is. It yeah. is. You know, yeah. I've not had it in, but I quite like to what? try. A stir fry. I've had it in stir fry. It's nice. Yeah, I can imagine. It's peppery. Yeah. It's good. Good texture as well. Almost yeah. like a water chestnut. Mmm. Mm, I like a water chestnut. It's just a food podcast where we just discuss food. I mean, I care and I love it. Yeah. I mean, there are loads of food podcasts that do that. Yeah. It's really a vibe. Yeah. Anyway, um, guys, so um, we'll do a thing for Patreon next week. So you'll hear from us then. But we're going to take a couple of weeks off now so Kitty can get prepped for... One Flew Over the Cookies Nest. Oh! Guys, I'm going to tell you... It's, it was a read and a half. It's uh, there's, there's going to be some stuff, some stuff. Well, there's some things. illustrations. Oh my God. Yeah, I forgot about the <laughs> illustrations. Oh my, guys, the guy who wrote, um, I mean, I'll, I'll repeat this all in again in a couple of weeks, but the guy who wrote One Flew Over the Cookie's Nest was like the world's biggest misogynist and he fucking loves himself. And guys, he illustrated the book himself and some of it is just frankly racist, but they're all bad. And it's, <laughs> excellent so there'll be a lot of um uploads on instagram yeah. to accompany this one i'm sure God, i forgot about the illustrations <laughs> it's like excellent. burn into my memory i can, I can picture see one. one of them yeah yeah it's yeah. the same yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's that one it's yeah. that one yeah. right guys take it easy see you next week on patreon if you're a patreon and if not see you in a couple of weeks bye, bye.
for fuck's sake. Bye.